Hello and welcome to the Valor Christian Academy Bible Study. This unit will be working through VCA's tagline, Standing Firm in Truth, Stepping Forward in Faith. Each week, we will work through the biblical implications of each word before moving back to see how the statement envisions a cohesive whole that helps to give a motivation to the heart behind the school. This week, we will be looking at step. Let's dive in. In one of my all-time favorite books, A Storm of Swords by George Martin, one of the chapters kicks off after several of the main characters are fleeing a devastating ambush against their army, saying, sobbing, Sam took another step. The chapter is framed in a way that each step is a victory. As the chapter progresses, the characters become more and more exhausted, and with each step, they swear that the next one will be their last, and yet it never is. They manage to dig within themselves and find the strength to take another step. Because they are fleeing from another army, each step takes them one step further away from death and draws them closer and closer to life. It's a wonderful scene made poignant by the strength needed to keep going. Each step is so purposeful because we, as the audience, know that each one is drawing them further and further away from demise. The clash between fleeing death and going towards life is a hard balance to find, but the scene does it excellently. And, of course, nowhere is the dynamic between going towards life and away from death found more wonderfully on display than throughout Scripture. John 11 is a story we are all familiar with, the resurrection of Lazarus. To recall, Jesus hears a message informing him that one of his close friends, Lazarus, is sick and close to dying. Jesus assures his disciples that the sickness will not end in death, but he stays where he is for about two more days before he decides to head towards Bethany, where Lazarus is. Bethany is about two miles from Jerusalem, and the last time Jesus was there, the Jews had tried to stone him. He's not a popular person right now. On the way back, he tells the disciples that Lazarus has died, but this, of course, like all things, is for the glory of God. Jesus has already told us that this story does not end in Lazarus' death. Upon his arrival at Mary and Martha's house, they rush to him. They're upset, and reasonably so. They think that Jesus could have prevented Lazarus' death and wonder where he had been. Jesus is heartbroken too. Even though he knows how the story ends, his friend is still currently dead. It is a poignant scene of Jesus not only meeting Lazarus' sisters in their grief, but sharing in it with them. Starting now in John 11:38, Jesus, once more deeply moved, came to the tomb. It was a cave with a stone laid across the entrance. Take away the stone, he said. But Lord, said Martha, the sister of the dead man, but this time there is a bad odor, for he has been there four days. Then Jesus said, Did I not tell you that if you believe, you will see the glory of God? So they took away the stone. Then Jesus looked up and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. I knew that you always hear me, but I said this for the benefit of the people standing here, that they may believe that you sent me. And he had said this, Jesus called in a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. The dead men came out, his hands and feet wrapped in strips of linen and a cloth around his face. Jesus said to them, take off the grave clothes and let him go. Shortly after Jesus resurrects Lazarus, Jews from Jerusalem report back to the Pharisees and tell them about what Jesus has been up to and his growing popularity. The religious leaders are frustrated 
and believe that if Jesus becomes too popular, the Romans will take away their political power. It is here that Jewish leaders really set their plan in motion to take Jesus' life. Continuing now in verse 49. Then one of them named Caiaphas, who was high priest that year, spoke up. You know nothing at all. You do not realize it is better for you that one man die for the people than the whole nation perish. He did not say this on his own, but as high priest that year, he prophesied that Jesus would die for the Jewish nation. And not only for that nation, but for all the scattered children of God to bring them together and make them one. So from that day, they plotted to take Jesus' life. Therefore, Jesus no longer moved about publicly among the people of Judea. Instead, he withdrew to a region near the wilderness, to a village called Ephraim, where he stayed with his disciples. When it was almost time for the Jewish Passover, many went up to the country of Jerusalem for their ceremonial cleansing before the Passover. They kept looking for Jesus, and as they stood in the temple courts, they asked one another, What do you think? Isn't he coming to the festival at all? But the chief priests and the Pharisees had given orders that anyone found out where Jesus was should report it so they might arrest him. We love stories of a person escaping death into life, literal or metaphorical. Sam's flight and the Storm of Swords, of course, comes to mind for me. But what about Andy Dufresne's escape from the Shawshank prison, his arms lifted in triumph as the rainwater washes all the filth of his escape off? These scenes are powerful. Death is terrifying and it's been avoided. Life is beautiful, and it has been found again. We love these scenes where a person, through their own force of will, escapes death. But what is so profound about Jesus and Lazarus is how Lazarus steps out of the tomb literally, and Jesus begins the process that will eventually lead to his death and find him in the tomb. In his book, Wait With Me, Jason Gabbery says, Notice the way Jesus makes God's life available to us. In John 11, Jesus calls Lazarus out of the tomb, but his isn't the end of the story. Jesus is not simply calling Lazarus to life. He is initiating the chain of events that will eventually bring about his own death. Lazarus comes out of the tomb. Jesus is headed into the tomb. In Jesus, the very life of God was poured out to death, which means there is no place, not even death, where we cannot meet the life of God. Denial and despair hold us back from the gift of God in the midst of death, Jesus himself. Stepping into grief with Jesus enables us to hope. As beautiful as any story of a person stepping out of life into death on their own can be, it always pales in comparison to the great exchange between us and Jesus. We step out of the grave and Jesus steps in. But, of course, like with Lazarus, Jesus' story does not end in death. He too steps out of the grave into a rich new life in God's new kingdom. And, as Jason said, if Jesus can step into death with us, he can step into any situation. When I think about step, I think less about us doing some kind of action and more about us inviting Jesus to step in and take care of the situation. It is walking alongside Jesus after we have invited him to step in, that we find the true beauty of stepping out of the tomb and into life.